Hello again, Michelle Thielen here with part two Advent. Speaking about peace, I'm hoping that you grabbed part one on hope. This one's going to be slightly different as far as postures are concerned. I want to give you the freedom to do or be just however you are enjoying God and his presence. And speaking of presence, I'd love to pray and invite him into this place today. Dear Heavenly Father, we just exhale. We exhale the worries and the burdens and the cares of this world. But instead, we inhale your peace. We ask that you would be with us during this time as we just want to connect closer to you and hopefully share with others how they can do the same thing, Father God. We come before you in your presence. We ask that your Holy Spirit would guide us, be with us, anoint us, anoint my lips, anoint others' ears. Wherever we are listening to this or re-listening to this, Lord God, do your work. Do your perfect work in us. We know that you give us perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And so, Lord God, we just keep our mind stayed on you. We ask that you would continue to draw us closer to you. We are your righteousness. We were created in your image, and you love us so much, and we lose sight of this, Father. So we just ask for forgiveness. We ask that you would forgive us for getting wrapped up in the ways of the world, for letting things in our boat that just don't belong, and we ask that you would get them back out, that we would be still, even if it's in the middle of a storm, Father God, that we don't let things in our boat, that we remain peaceful. And I'm brought to the image of you sleeping in a boat during a storm. And that can be us, full of peace. And worry is non-existent. So Lord God, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're experiencing, we just thank you and praise you for your peace. And it is the peace that passes our knowledge, our understanding. And that's the peace we want to rule in our hearts and our minds and our spirits today. We praise you for this peace in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to start this part two Advent series on peace with getting back to basics and the definition of peace. And I'm sure you know all of this, but I'm here to remind you It's a state. It's a state of tranquility. It's a state of quietness. And it doesn't mean there is not the existence of storms. It just means that there is a state of quietness or tranquility within the storm. There's a freedom of disturbance. And just as I was praying, you know, and I really did see Jesus resting in the middle of a storm where a ship was being tossed and you know, they had to go find him and he was resting. He didn't have a worry or care in the world. And I would love to get to that point. I know there's some days I'm better at it than others, but at the end of the day, I know that God's plans are for me. And that gives me peace because no matter what's going on inside or outside that boat, I know that his plans are for me. And you know, Psalms 138.8, there's a version of that scripture that says he's perfecting everything that concerns us. And I know this is easier said than done, but we can have peace 
in the midst of a storm. He is perfecting everything that concerns me. And that's literally my default when I'm going through something. I know you're perfecting everything that concerns me. I just tell him. And so peace is also a state of security, feeling very secure in whatever's going on. It's a freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or even emotions. And so we can have perfect peace and contentment, amen, despite what's going on. And there's also another definition that talks about harmony in our personal relationships. The sisters are at peace with each other, amen. And, you know, I pulled that right out of a definition example of harmony in our personal relations. And, you know, we are to be peace seekers. We are to attempt to keep the peace. And I know that there's some people who dwell in chaos. <laughs> and I decided that I don't want to dwell in chaos. And so if there's people around me that do and thrive on that, and that's their normal, I've learned that I am really resistant to that. Not to say that I can't love them, but I've certainly gotten to a point in my life where I can choose the environment and the atmosphere that I am in. And I choose peace. And so we have to continue to choose peace. And so I know that you're familiar with the definitions of peace. I just wanted to remind you of the freedom, the freedom of disturbance that you can have, the state of tranquility that you can achieve no matter what and just being quiet on the inside and that's what I love about yoga faith is it it has taught me to breathe it has taught me to take those deep breaths instead of being reactive or say something I might regret I can just breathe and I can meditate on God I can inhale him we talked about that in part one we also talked about speaking the power of our tongue and speaking our world into existence just as Christ spoke this world into existence he's given us that same power so there's just a couple of scriptures I want to read to you that we can speak out of our mouth and allowing his peace to rule in our heart and the sooner that you get these inscribed on your heart the better off you'll be you can call on them quickly when chaos starts to come up John 14 27 says peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid and I know we've probably heard that or are familiar with that scripture but he says that he leaves his peace with us that if you imagine the peace of Christ it's pretty peaceful right he's left that with us and it's it's not a worldly peace it's not a peace that we obtain as if we're going to the spa, which that's a lovely piece when we're getting a massage or we're sitting by a waterfall reading our favorite book or magazine or simply doing nothing. That's a pretty good piece. But this is a piece that the world can't give us, something that is only attainable from him. And he says not to let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And Isaiah 26.3 says that he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. You will keep him in perfect peace, him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And I'll read you one more before I get into our story. Psalms 34.14, it says, Turn from evil and do good and seek peace. Pursue it. Seek it. 
And I gave you a real life example of the atmosphere that we choose to be in, that we can seek peace. And so I just encourage us to be seekers of peace at all times. And so I wanted to read you a story. It's uh, really, you know, focusing on peace and, and the light of the world. It's by Emily Freeman, and it's called A Quiet Christmas. And as we, um, you know, read from Matthew in part one, let me just go ahead and review that scripture so we know what this is all about, this Advent season of remembering all that God has done being blessed and enjoying his his present moment in this very moment of where we are at today, right now. And then also just this expectant hope of the future of the God who is. But Matthew says that I, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. And they opened their treasures and they presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so I just want to say, you know, our gift to God is really being with him, getting to him, that daily appointment. You know, we think of all the things we do within the hours of of a day, and can we not spare just one hour with him? And sometimes that seems like an eternity in the morning or whenever your time is with him, but just getting to that daily appointment with God so that we can hear the things of his heart and enter into his presence with praise and thanksgiving. And it's just a beautiful thing. So I encourage us to meet with him. And and that's how we're going to obtain peace as well. We're just spending time with him, spending time in his word, hearing his heart. But A Quiet Christmas from Emily Freeman goes like this. As you enter the day, notice how the light falls. How it falls through your window soft across the rug the tiles, the bedroom floor. Perhaps it's still dark as you listen before the lists and the tasks begin, and so it's December. The gifts can pass you by like light from the moon peeking through the clouds, too fast, too fleeting. And so together, we'll slow our pace to unwrap the gifts that are often hard to hold, the gift of peace, the gift of joy, the gift of knowing Christ with us. It really is a miracle, you know. He came just like they said he would, though not in the way they expected. He lived just like they said he would, though it looked different than they thought. The king came to earth because he wanted us back, but he didn't come like a hero on a horse, but as a baby in the hay. It's not what they were looking for. That's the kind of kingdom he leads, and it's open to us today. It's a story of an unlikely king come to set his people free. We take time to remember the story through the lens of our everyday moments, the kind that tend to trip us up during December. Listen and remember the story that happened both a long time ago and that is happening still in us and through us as people living in the kingdom of God. Isaiah 11, one through six says this, The royal line of David will be cut off, chopped down like a tree, but from the stump will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch from the old root, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, for he will be clothed with fairness and with truth, 
In that day, the wolf and the lamb will lie down together and the leopard and goats will be at peace. Calves and fat cattle will be safe among lions and a little child shall lead them all. 2 John 1.3 says, Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and will be with us in love. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. And that's Colossians 3.15. I want to read Romans 12.18 to you. It says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And we know that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit. Thank you that we have more fruit each and every day. I love Psalms 4.8. It says, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. I think about dwelling and what that word means. Inhabiting, dwelling, living. And he says, I, I will lie down and sleep in peace. Amen. And I want us to sleep in peace tonight and every night because we rest and we are trusting in God. I'm going to read it one more time for you. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. I love that. And just a couple more before we part ways. John 16, 33 says that I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, exclamation point is right there, but take heart that I have overcome the world. And Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy, and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and if ever you want to listen to this again and just meditate on the scriptures on the promises on the Word of God about peace and the beautiful state of tranquility and harmony and freedom that comes with that you know when we are at peace our life is blessed our life is blessed. And so you can meditate on these scriptures. You can do some postures, postures of peace. There's a reason I didn't want to give you postures. I didn't want to make you feel not peaceful. <laughs> so any postures that are relaxing or restorative, you can think of anything on your back or simple seated with maybe some neck rolls where you're relaxing and you're really breathing into tension and releasing that and finding some harmony, finding some balance and finding some peace within your body, mind, body, spirit, and especially your soul. So again, I leave you with this scripture from Numbers. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. My prayer is that you have the peace that passes all understanding, not just this season, but in the next season to come, that you enter it with joy and thanksgiving, that you enter it with peace, that you enter it with a, a new outlook, a new perspective, with this expectant heart and with a heart of peace. And 
I encourage all of us to be peace seekers, to share peace, to have more peace, and to allow others perhaps how they can obtain more peace, possibly by sharing this message or sharing some peaceful scriptures, but ensuring that you find peace and out of that overflow, others will have peace. Your home will be peaceful. Uh, Romans 15, 13, I want to read this to you again. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him and so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This thing called overflow, that we have this abundance no matter what the characteristic is, no matter what the fruit of the Spirit is, when we have it, it overflows out of our lives. And that can be even a financial thing. That can be a joyful thing we have so much peace that it just overflows and so if we have this in our home it can overflow and then eventually into our communities and other places and spaces in the world so just continue to be a peace seeker i thank you for taking this time out of your life and i am so appreciative that we get a journey with our whole body and breath and spirit and soul as we explore the beautiful truth and the beauty and majesty of the gorgeous story of a baby being born to save humanity and we get to travel through salvation together and if we haven't met i will meet you on the other side of heaven because that's the hope that we have is this eternal life through the savior who was born into a virgin and i just thank you again i'm so grateful that we have this gift of technology and we'll close in prayer together if you want to just bow your head maybe close your eyes if that feels okay and dear heavenly father we just thank you so much for peace we ask that you would overflow it from you to us and that it would overflow from us to others we praise you for this time of your word and your promises that we can have this peace no matter what surrounds us and so we praise you in advance for this amazing peace the peace that passes all understanding our earthly understanding but that we have this state of tranquility and quietness and a holy hush that overflows And we just praise you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Blessings to you.